I come to worship him and glorify his name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So good to be here today. So glad to have this moment in time with you to worship and glorify God. Aren't you glad you're in church today? Yeah. Aren't you glad you're in church today? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I used to have a pastor years ago. I was a little boy. He used to get up in front of the people and say, How many here glad to be in church instead of being in jail? Say, Praise the Lord. They had a shouting fit in that service, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise his holy name. Glory to God. I want us to pray this morning and pray that God open our hearts and our minds to receive the word of God and to glorify him because I believe that God is speaking to his people. God is reaching out to his people at this time and the Lord is so faithful so good to us and I want us to pray and when we pray I want us to pray for our president that the Lord will touch his body and the first lady and those involved that have had the COVID-19 not only them but there's others who are going through this but we're to pray for our leaders that God has ministered to him and no matter what your political slant is the Bible tells for us to pray for those who are over us and those in authority, so we need to pray. I got to tell you, with my political slant, there have been presidents got voted in. I didn't vote for them. I didn't want them. But the Lord, but I honored that office. I honored them because of that office, and I prayed for them because God wants me to pray for them, and that the Lord can turn things around and make things great and 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 glorious in Him. So, will you include that in the prayer this morning? And then I want you to pray for yourself. Yeah, pray for yourself and say, God. Touch me, speak to my heart, my mind. Have your way with me today, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you, Lord. Such wonderful worship, wonderful gathering, such atmosphere of love and unity, Lord, among family, among people. And the great blessing today, you've moved in such a wonderful way, God. And now, Lord, we just ask you, you continue to move in this service. We lift up before you, God, our president, first lady, God, for healing in their body, Lord, that this COVID-19, Lord, that they'll totally, completely uh, recover from this, Lord, and others who have been affected by this, uh, this uh, virus, Lord, that you just touch and heal them right now, Lord. But we lift up our president, we lift up our nation, Lord. Lift up, Lord, that you'll speak that there'll be a mighty move of your presence and truth and Lord, the Holy Spirit, that you move among the American people and all of us in this nation, that all of our hearts and our minds will be turned toward you, God, and that we'll believe in you. And Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you. We receive this word. We pray for ourselves, God, that we receive from you this morning, God. We can't do anything without your touch, without your anointing. Let your word come alive in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Never give up. Never give up. Have the tenacity of a two-year-old and never give up. About the only time they give up is when they go to sleep. Then they give up. But never give up. Have that tenacity to hold on to believe and know. We find in Luke 18 and 1, a key verse of Scripture 
as a text we've used through this course of sermons is that Jesus he is about ready to or he gave parables and Luke gave a summary or summarized the parables into a simple statement in Luke 18 and 1 Luke says he said then he who is Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart I like the last three words of not lose heart as it's written in the New Living Translation. It says, never give up. Never give up. Believe and pray and believe and know that your God is able. Amen. Just because we might be delayed doesn't mean we've been denied. And so we can know that God, when we pray and believe in his word, that God is going to answer those prayers and those requests. So never give up, never give up. I've talked about other people in scripture that never gave up. The woman with the issue of blood didn't give up in her belief and faith in the Lord that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. She never gave up even though she had to navigate through a crowd of people to finally reach the one who was Jesus. She did that because she never gave up. She, we've got to have this in our minds and our spirits to never give up. The enemy is out according to the book of Daniel that in Daniel and prophecy about God's people is that the enemy is about to wear out the saints of the Lord. And that's what he's trying to do now is to wear out the saints of God. He's trying his best to keep them out of church, try and keep them out of communion, keep them away from fellowship, keep them away from connection, and even try to affect their very language by being safe in our environment with other people. But I want you to know God gets the final word. God, God has given the final word. And so therefore what the enemy's tried to wear us down with, you and I have discovered and we know through our experience that when we've called upon his name, he has heard us. He has heard us so many times in our life. Can I get a witness this morning? Somebody raise your hand if God has ever answered your prayer. And, and, and it's, it's kind of like going fishing. You know, you go fishing all day long and you can watch a bobber out in the water or a float out in the water or you could do a million casts out in the water but all of a sudden all of a sudden you get a bite and suddenly you got a little bit of resurgency to keep on casting keep on staying for a while thought I maybe maybe go home but I think I'll just hang around a little bit longer and then Lord have mercy if I catch something then all of a sudden it's like a longevity has been rebirthed in me and a determination I'm going to stay a while longer because I caught uh, I caught the daddy I'm looking for the mama and I'm looking because, hey, don't be offended, but in the bass species, it's the female that is bigger. I don't know if women ought to maybe take some credit there. Not not the physical part, but the authority, you know, that, that mama knows best. But the fact is, is that this... This resurgence of longevity, tenacity to keep going and going and going just goes along the fact of never give up. Never give up. Have, have you ever been tempted to give up? Have you ever given up? But then all of a sudden, oh God, we cried out, Lord, take me back, take me back, take me back, Lord. I want to regain my goal and my vision to never give up, Lord, on you. Don't give up. 
way, a parent about your wayward child. Don't give up even if your child's been found to be on drugs and out on their own, an adult, and running a life that they shouldn't be running or living. Never give up. Keep praying for them, believing in them, knowing that the Lord says, don't faint. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep believing. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's kind of like that two-year-old that constantly goes to mama. Mama, can I have a sucker? Mama, can I have a sucker? Please, can I have a sucker? Can I have a sucker? Five minutes later, can I have a sucker? Can I please have a sucker? Can I please have a sucker, mama? Can I have a can? It, they just never give up. Why? Because they know where the goods come from. They know the heart of the parent. They know that there is a provider. There is someone who cares and someone who loves are going to take care of them because they prayed for suckers before and they got them. They know that they're going to get suckers again because they just keep on asking and asking. Do not stop. Do not give up. Somebody is relying on your prayer. Somebody is relying for a, a deliverance and needing deliverance and salvation in your life. Your neighbor, your son, your daughter, your parents, your brother, your sister, there's others. They need you to never give up. Hallelujah. Be stubborn, be tenacious, be constant never give up pray without ceasing keep going keep going keep going and the moment you stop the moment you stop then suddenly discouragement moves in the moment you stop you stall you don't move along in your spiritual life we read here in scripture in second chronicles or first chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 and 10 we read a very familiar account in scripture. There was a book written back in 2000 that sold over 9 million copies of it. And it's called The Prayer of Jabez. But I'm going to hopefully share something with you. It might be insight that might be a little bit different, a little different angle with this, with The Prayer of Jabez. But this is a very important, a very important account in, in scripture. Here's the chronological order, genealogy for chapters going on, naming someone, naming someone. About the most, I mean, about as, about as exciting as cardboard. It, you know, it just goes on and on and with names and names. And then all of a sudden, in that ninth verse in the fourth chapter, there's an interruption. There's a pause because there's something that has to be recognized and something that has to be noticed, something that God wants us to notice, something that God knew when the writer and scribe was writing the scriptures. God knew now, now uh, 2,000 years or 4,000 years later, there's going to be people going to be reading this and they're going to need to hear this and they need to hear this account. So we're just not going to mention the name. We're going to go a little bit further because it's an example. It's a possibility, something we can cling to and believe on so that you and I will never give up. Here we find here in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, 9, through 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. This is what America needs to do to call on the true God. Let's quit being indecisive here. Let's 
dump the pluralism where we believe there's many paths going to one God, but there's only one way, one truth, one way, and his name is Jesus. And Jabez knew that if he's going to pray, he better give the right address. He better pray to the right real person or the right real deity. And God is God Almighty. And so there the Bible says because he says he called. He says here, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. Now there's a whole lot of story behind the God of Israel. Oh my goodness. Do you know what you're saying when you call on the name of Jesus? When you say the name Jesus and call on his name, you're talking, you're suddenly praying to the, the water walker and the healer. The one who is the son of God forevermore. When you say the name Jesus, all of a sudden you got to include everything that comes in the package with Jesus. It, it's, it's like everything that he has done and, and all the things he's going to do. When you call on Jesus, there's a whole lot of history you and I can rely on in the word of God and in the truth. So that in that history we can believe and have faith knowing if he done it for Peter, if he did it for Paul, if he did it for him and her and this and this situation if he'll move in the prison house if he'll move in a in a tomb if he'll move in this and that if he'll move at a wedding if he'll move and do miracles in all these different environments then surely I know if I call upon his name surely he can move in my place my position where I'm at and all the history and all of what he's done comes with him Because history does have a lot to do with it. Like I said with the toddler, with the sucker. Mama gave him sucker once. Mama gave him sucker again. So all the history, not just personal history, but the truth of God's word. And so therefore, Jabez called upon the God of Israel because he knew about Moses. He had heard about Enoch. He had heard, he had read, he had gone through the whole history of what's going on and how God had moved in, in Israel. Praise his holy name. Grandma, Grandpa, why don't you tell the future generation your history, how God has moved in your life, your legacy in him, and what God has done to you. Praise God. So praise God, Jabez called on the God of Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he called on any other God, we wouldn't be reading about it. Nothing would have happened. It would have been a missed prayer. It would have been a, a wasted words, but he called on the God of Israel. Oh, my goodness. I get fired up when I think about the God whom I talk to and who he is. Do you get fired up about him? When you're praying, are you remembering all about him and who he is and what he's done? Praise God. Let the word of God rise up in you when you're praying. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. By the word of God. Let faith rise up in you. So here is he. He prayed. He said he, said, he called on the name. Called on the God of Israel saying. Oh that you would bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. And that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And just simply. I mean, it's just so God granted him what he requested. Just plain and simple. God granted him what he requested. 
Now, Jabez, Jabez, that, that name that I don't know of anyone. Do you know of anyone named Jabez? And, and by all means, it's not even a name you want to name your dog. I, I, I had a friend that had a dog. I don't know, maybe he might be watching this. I don't know, years ago, but I didn't like it a lot when I sat in his house. He called his dog stupid. Hey, stupid. Stupid. I was almost tempted to answer. What? And you know, <laughs> but he, he's telling it all, hey, stupid. Come here, stupid. Go over there, stupid, stupid, stupid. I thought, oh, my gosh, that poor dog. That poor dog. Oh, now someone, when I count to three, say, ah, oh, one, two, three, ah. Oh. Because you know, you can feel it. You can feel that kind of, uh, that, that inferior cursing, 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 put down, put down, put down, cursing, cursing, cursing that poor dog. And it was really a name that a dog don't even deserve. Maybe a cat. But I mean, a dog. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Listen, I'm just kidding. I like cats. They're wonderful, you know, for someone else. I mean, but they're, they're great, you know. Now someone's going to get on Facebook, and I'm going to hear about, I'll get these big pictures of cats and all this stuff. Um, uh, listen, I love Fluffy. I do. I love Fluffy. Fluffy's good. Fluffy's good. But I just thought I'd throw it in. See, I got your attention, didn't I? But the thing to be called stupid that's bad, but to be called Jabez is even worse. It's a curse. It's a curse to be called Jabez meant pain. And every time he heard his name called out pain. Hey, pain, come here, pain. Went to school and heard the, his friends at school call him, hey, Jabez, meaning pain, pain in the neck, pain in other places, but a pain. You're a pain, you're troublesome, you're a bother. You know, there's pain, nobody, everybody, someone raise your hand, anybody enjoy pain, raise your hand. Pain doesn't get very far, pain is not very popular, pain is something that we avoid, we, we do everything we can to avoid it, the trouble, the pain, and here's this little boy, here's this boy that keeps on, yeah, day after day after day after day, young man, teenager, just calling pain, Jabez, Jabez, I don't know what the circumstances was, I don't know if, if his family was going through something and circumstances that his mama would call him Jabez, which means pain, or maybe it was just a very difficult delivery but here he was he was called pain but the bible says that jabez called on the god of israel you see a lot of us i believe i'm looking at a lot of jabez's out in the crowd here you can tell me your story. You know all about it. You know where you came from. You know some of the hard times and difficulties, some of the stuff that maybe you were, you, you in your life, you're being beat down and pressed down and being criticized and being thought little of. Some of you have very low self-esteems because you don't think that you can amount to anything because somehow or another pain has been applied to you and with you and with your name. And it's like, it's like this curse lingering and been lingering over you but I want you to know that you can call upon God you can call upon God and circumstances situation everything would be great God would intervene and something would happen now notice something about Jabez well that when God moved on the scene God didn't change his name 
God did not change his name. It was still Jabez, but God says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to elevate you to a high, top, honorable place where that your name is not going to matter because everything else around you declares a different message and declares a different thing in your life where the, the enemy wants to destroy you. I'm going to elevate you. And, 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 and where you feel like that people hear your name Jabez, but then all of a sudden... They look and see something's not matching here. I thought his name meant pain. But it's God who elevates. God who honors. God who exalts. It's not anything we do. In this world and age we live in, we can't erase our past. And, and we can't really say that we've been renamed, though we have been renamed, because now we're child of God. Now we're joint heirs with Jesus. Now we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We've been called called a different name but we were named Jabez in our past and in our life and the world still looks at you as Jabez but then when they look around you they see how God has elevated you, how God has blessed you, how God has prospered you, how God has intervened in your life and now Jabez becomes a testimony Jabez becomes something that used to be because God has repositioned him into a place of honor rather than a place of curse because it is only God who can take pain and elevate it to a place of honor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only God can do that. Only God can change this the situation. So here he cries out. He cries out to God. And he says, oh, oh. Say, say, oh. Oh, oh come on, really mean it here, okay? Oh, oh. You stubbed your toe. Ow! Oh! You mean it with passion there, don't you? There's many ways we can say oh, but this oh, wasn't, this wasn't a lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. Where we just kind of repetitiously say it. No, he cried out, oh, oh, that you would bless me indeed. It was an old prayer. It was a never give up prayer. It was a moment he pressed and he pressed and he said, oh, oh God, only you can make the difference. Oh God, only you can change things. Oh God, only you are the answer. It's an oh God prayer. Oh God, oh, oh God. Some of us need to get to that dimension. We're wanting to get away from a curse. You want to get away from a curse, then you need to cry out to the one who can answer you, but then you, it ought to be an oh God prayer of a true passionate calling out to him. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Indeed. God, I surrender to you so you might bless me indeed. But that, that's, that's, that's difficult for us. We like... To pray to God and then we arrange things you know we fix it we make decisions before we even go to him and trust him into doing something in our life we make a decision to marry someone without turning to God I'm saying hey this is historically this is me as a pastor I've run into this scenario time and time again we decide to go in major debt and buy a house before we ever prayed about it. Seek God about it. Oh, somebody shout and praise the Lord. Anybody love the Lord this morning? You know what I'm talking about. 
We make decisions. Well, I'm going to start dating this person. You know they're not a Christian. But after you start dating, then you pray, God, I ask you, Lord, that you help me and so and so. You know? But that's, that's not the way you do it. You go to God and say, God, you bless me indeed. That means you're involved. It, you draw out the plan and the blueprint, God. You handle it. It's not me handling, handling it for you, but you lead the way. He says, Lord, that you bless me indeed. Indeed meant that it was a very serious prayer. It was a serious prayer that you bless me indeed. It wasn't a long, complicated prayer that he asked God to bless me indeed. That word indeed indicates that it was serious prayer, not a now I lay me down to sleep prayer. He wanted an impartation of God's favor. Do you know what happens with an impartation of God's favor? You and I allow God to make an interruption to interrupt us where we're at and what's going on so that we might receive an impartation of his favor and his blessings. Praise God. So therefore, he prayed to, to you and I to have a supernatural favor injected into our ordinary, dull, mundane, unsuccessful, broken down life. That it's a supernatural favor that God injects into us and into our life not to go through an everyday routine of painful existence into on and on again with pain he prayed God bless me indeed but he didn't stop there he said he prayed may your hand be with me not only you bless me indeed God but your hand be with me in other words he was saying I don't want your blessing without having you he was saying in other words I don't want all the stuff if I can't also have you I don't want to become comfortable with your blessing that I forget about you uh, who is the blesser of my life I don't want in other words I don't want the stuff if I don't get you God that was the key and the heart of the prayer God was in the middle God is in the lead God is the focus, and because God is the focus, Jabez prayed, Lord, bless, oh, that you would bless me indeed, and that your hand would be upon me. Now, a hand is an important article in our body. We do our work with our hands. We go and minister with our hands. We go and do some of the simplest things. One time I broke my arm, and I couldn't use my arm, and I realized I really needed the use of my hand I realize that I am more, I'm more, I'm right-handed and not left-handed. And it was like, oh my gosh, I had to reprogram my brain because I needed my hand. We need our hand because it means that we're involved. We're doing something. We get work done with our hands. Jabez was saying, God, I don't want you to bless me unless you have the involvement, unless you take over and touch my life, unless you put your hand upon me that signifies that you're with me and that you're working this out in my life uh, I just don't want to feel good I just don't want to be rich uh, I just don't want to have possessions I just don't want to have this and that and all that stuff God uh, all that stuff is just stuff if I don't have you 
Now, I will say this, that some theologians believe that when he prayed this prayer, that his people were facing an invasion of the warring Canaanites were coming against them. And so he went, oh God, and he prayed that you might bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory. Enlarging a territory is more than having more property. This is more deeper than just getting wealthy. It means having godly influence. So that I might be able to do ministry. So that I might be able to make a difference with other people and, and their lives. This wasn't all about Jabez gathering so he could hoard and have stuff and have land. You know what he said? That, that you might enlarge my territory. It could be also said so that I and my people may have victory over the enemy. The territory we gain is what the enemy has tried to possess. Enlarge my territory. So that I might have victory. How many here want victory this morning? How many here has got victory? Come on now to be honest. Yeah, less hands went up the second time than the ones that raised up first time. Let me tell you, your God is a victorious God. Your God doesn't want you to be some type of push around, pushover, and that you're getting picked on all the time. And there are bullies out there that want to tear you down. There is an enemy that wants to destroy you. But if you will be like Jabez and pray, oh God, that you'll bless me indeed, that your hand be upon me, that you enlarge my territory, give me victory, because you're the source of my victory. You're the source of it, God. And then the Bible says he prayed, he said, Lord, to let me not bring about pain to anyone else. We need that today. We really need that today. We need Christians and every Christian in this room and every Christian in this country to rise up and pray, Dear God, let me not cause pain. My opinion and sharing my opinion doesn't necessarily matter all the time. Sometimes there's an old saying that says silence is golden. Sometimes we need to maybe stay off social media, quit making our derogatory statements and comments. Did you know there are people on social media that all they want to do is argue? Why else do you think they throw out the stuff they do? They pick, pick, pick. Or, or wanting you to respond. Don't respond to it. Don't you dare respond to it. Jabez said, he said, Lord, did you bless me indeed? That your hand be upon me. In other words, God, I want the real God stuff. I want the real God stuff in my life. I want you to bless me, but I want to bless others. That's the goal. That's the intention, that I might bless others. Now, that is seen because if you look what's so incredible about this prayer, here's this list of genealogy, and there, here's this prayer of Jabez. But if you look earlier on in chapter 2, the Bible talks about in 1 Chronicles chapter 255, it says, and the clans of scribes who lived at Jabez. At Jabez? I thought we were talking about a man. Yeah, huh? A man that had such influence that a place was created. A place was created. And it says here, scribes, so therefore there are Many theologians believe that Jabez became a, a scribe himself, a doctor of the law. 
and that he influenced so many people that they came in and the whole such influence it became town of Jabez yeah. because of the love of the word and the law of God and, and, and he had that love of the word and the, the love of the law of God I'm here to declare to you that if you pray oh God bless me indeed Lord that your hand be upon me that you enlarge my territory and that you keep me from causing pain and you seek God and seek his face not only will you be blessed by God and lifted up in a place of honor but the place that you're at you know your place suddenly starts looking different your place started starts being affected and everybody that comes into your place your space you know space is pretty important nowadays don't get in my six foot space if you want to, just stay back about 10 feet if it's okay. But don't get in my 10 feet space. And, and I'm joking at it. It's serious. It's got some important stuff. I'm just kidding here a little bit. Just so change a little bit and be creative. But our, our place, where we are, where we go is affected wherever we go because of us. And God will bless our place. And it's going to be listed as being a place where God can work and God can do things. You go home today and you just anoint your place. You pray the prayer, Jabez, you enter your house and say, Lord, now God, I declare, I declare this place being Jabez. And God knows exactly what you're saying, that God, I declare it as a place of blessing, a place where the word is being honored, and a place where you dwell and your prosperity. What was Jabez talking about the prosperity? Prosperity with Jabez is all about ministry, that we can do ministry and reach the loss and do things. God will give us increase so that we might give out. You know, it's a lot of people have talked about today about, you know, gathering stuff and storing up for emergency. I wonder how many of you have extra rolls of toilet paper in your closet. We, we learned something about that, didn't we? Never been able to figure it out, but it was, you know, but we've got toilet paper in our house, don't we, huh? I'm not asking for any confessions here. But how many packs do you have, you know? Just in case, you know. And some, some folks have stored up closets and garages and storage areas with groceries and stuff. And that's okay. That's all right. But it, God touched my heart about that. I thought, well, I'm going to gather up and I store. Some people, they, they do that because of a survival mindset. They've got to survive. Well, let me tell you. If we hit hard times and difficult times, if you gather and you gather and you got stuff, guess what you're supposed to do with it? You're supposed to give it away to those in need. That's what the saint of God does. We don't hoard it in so we can keep it. And I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be protected. No, we go and give out to others, don't we? We share to others. We give to them because they're in need. They're in need. They're in need. Amen. We Christians, we just don't think like this world, do we? We're out of our mind, which, which is perfectly fine because our citizenship is not of this place. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're, the Bible calls us aliens. You're an alien. Seen some people look like they had antennas coming out the back of their head, but we don't belong here. And every day we live for Christ, and every time we stand on this word, we're even feeling more and more like we don't belong here because we're of another kingdom. And because of that faith, Jabez prayed and he said, I know God knows that I'm in his kingdom, 
and he's going to do something about it. And he will. Lord, I don't want anything. Don't give me the stuff if you're not with it. Lord, don't, I don't want to go anywhere if you're not going to be with me. Moses cried out in Exodus 33 and 15. He said, you know, God, praying to God in, the, in his tabernacle, he was praying, God, God. God said, go on, I'll send an angel before you and lead you the way and everything. Moses says, oh, God. And I'm going to paraphrase it kind of like in the Ron Bynum, Kentucky vernacular, okay? He said, God, I ain't going nowhere without you. I, well, you think I'm crazy, God? I wouldn't dare go anywhere without you, Lord. This nation won't thrive and this nation will not exist without you, God. This is what America needs to cry out, God. We're not going to do anything outside of you, God. We're not going to rely on our own strength. We're relying on you, God. And we're crying out your holy name. That's exactly. Lord, did you bless me indeed? I don't know the setting of the whole thing. But just in the words that he spoke, it was words of serious, almost desperation. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And God is a God that is, will solve every situation. And I want to tell you, never give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep believing. How many of you say by raising your hand saying, Pastor, I'm not going to give up praying. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to seek the Lord going to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to go anywhere without your hand being upon me, God. Lord, I, I'm, I'm blessed by you, and we are truly blessed. We are blessed. We are a blessed people. Go to certain third world nations and places I've been, and you would walk away saying with tears in your eyes, dear God, I am so blessed in you and what you have given me, oh God. We are blessed. Don't give up. Don't give up. Enlarge my territory, God. Let me have an influence with people to win people into your kingdom, to bless other people. Lord, let me be the big man in town because you're the one that is blessing me and you will be glorified. This is what God wants, wants in our life. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of you are the big man in your family. Some of you have loved ones and family members that are just all broken up and all problems and everything. God has elevated you. He has blessed you so that they may see and know that there's a God that, that would bless them also. And he does bless us, doesn't he? We don't deserve it, do we? But we get it just the same. We get it just the same. Would you stand with me? The worship team, come. How are you right now? Are you in a state as though you feel like there's this weight and this shadow almost as though a curse on you? Things don't get better. I never get better. I want you to know God of Israel will lift you up to a higher honorable place and he'll bless you he'll bless you if you believe in him and trust in him 
and you know that his word is true if you're not being blessed either you're blind or you're listening to a lie and you're being blessed God will bless you bless your life he'll take care of you can I get a testimony anybody raise your hand and say you know God has intervened so many times in my life just testify amen 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 hallelujah hallelujah you're going to do that art my God is awesome oh yeah that's good sing that a little bit I want you to praise him praise him in that art my God is awesome awesome 